You are listening to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel and Bridget Capel, episode number 33. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. We are here in Michigan with Bridget Capel, my daughter, again, to talk about some more personality profiling. Hi, Bridget. Hi, everybody. This, uh, this evening, what we'd like to do is talk about a different personality profiling system that's called Enneagram. And last time we were on the podcast, we talked about Myers-Briggs. And so what is the difference between this Enneagram and Myers-Briggs? Ooh, well, they're both personality profiling systems, as you said. But I think that the difference between the two is that uh, Myers-Briggs is a little more about how your brain works and... Um, developing those functions. And Enneagram is more about the paradigm that you developed as a child and that you carry with you into adulthood and kind of how to shed some of that and open up your mind. Okay, cool. So I looked up the um, Enneagram name because it's kind of an odd name. And what I read was that Ennea means nine in Greek and gram stands for the symbol, which is a circle with a three-pointed triangle in it. Yeah, it's it's nine points on a circle and they're, each of the types are interconnected around the circle to kind of signify that no type is any better than another type. They're all related in some way and they all represent how you can grow and where you go when you're in a state of stress or not, not in the best place. And the reason they knew, they use numbers rather than names and there, there are names for the different numbers, but they started with the number system, so it would be kind of unbiased, and it wouldn't indicate, Neutral. yeah, that anything's better than the other. Yeah, you know, it's not like they're one, not one's good and one nine's bad or something. It's, and I think you said at the beginning about it being more inborn, something that develops when you're, it's more of an inborn trait that they're going after. Yeah, I, I'd say with Myers Briggs, it's you're more born with how your brain is going to function. But I think Enneagram is what is developed when you are a young child. They say that it normally uh, takes, your personality is pretty much set by the time you're seven okay. or so. Yeah, that's what I read, six or seven, it said yeah, something like Enneagram that. Enneagram is definitely more um, something that develops. Okay. Because of the message that you received or didn't receive when you were a child. Okay. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to try to describe each number mm -hmm. in the Enneagram system and how those personalities function in the world. Yeah, I think we want to help uh, you all maybe identify your main type um, because there's a lot of layers on top of that. Um, if Because obviously there's not only nine people in the world, nine different personality right. types. There's lots of nuance and um, things that make you who you are based on your own life experience and um, you know, the things that you've dealt with uh, growing and the, up. And the value to learning these personality profiling systems. And I think we said this before when I talked about DISC on the one podcast, then we talked about Myers-Briggs. The real value in this is to understand yourself better, mm -hmm. develop yourself more, and then also understand other people and realize how you relate to other personality types in the world. Yeah, and I said before that it's about um, 
identifying your strengths, your personal strengths, and the things that are that are not the strongest, your weak points. And if you can understand other people's strengths and weaknesses, you can help uh, fill in your team and surround yourself with people that um, fill in your gaps. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like Rocky says. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> we all know I love Rocky. All right, so let's start with the um, type number one. And mm-hmm. the nickname of that is the reformer. And it also has another nickname. The perfectionist. Too, right? The perfectionist, yeah. Also known as. Okay. And that's my type. Yeah, I'm yay, for Bridget. One. She's a one. Um, do you want me to tell my story? Yeah. I don't know. Please okay. do. So the way that I, backing up a little bit, the way that I got into Enneagram was I was hired to do a video project um, for a couple people that are certified in Enneagram. Um, and they wanted to interview a person, each person that represented one of the nine types and to help people uh, figure out Understand. their type and to talk about what's good about being whatever type they were and the things that they struggle with and how they overcome these things. And are those videos still out there? I don't know if they're made public because they were for a special group. Oh, okay. Um, but that's how I got into it. And they wanted to type me. And I was very convinced that I was a type three because I think that I'm an achiever. And uh, and I think ideally I wanted to be that type. You wanted to be um, an achiever. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it sounds appealing. And we live in a three world right now with Instagram. Everything's very image oriented. Yeah. We'll get to that. Um, but I we were interviewing the type five and the fives are very observant and they um, can really see through things. And uh, he really pinpointed me as a one right away and described it to me. And it, it yeah. Really hit, me hard. hit home. Yeah. Cause you know, you don't want to always acknowledge the things that are not so great Nobody about you. Nobody likes and, to know about their thoughts. And Enneagram really does. So I would encourage you when you, if you're taking a test um, online or if you're just reading about it to figure it out, be honest with yourself and um, be willing to acknowledge the things that are, Harder to look at about yourself. Yeah. That's, think, part, that's part of this. Well, and I think in all the systems, it's valuable. Mm-hmm. And not to beat yourself up because you have a certain type. Yeah. Well, being aware of like what you what your you struggle with and, and your strengths are, yeah, it, that's, it is half the battle. It's all can about start self-development. To, mm-hmm, you can start so, to change. That's why I like it so much. So let's go into ones. Okay. Um so ones we said are the reformer, the perfectionist. They're the rational idealists. They're principle and purposeful, principled and purposeful. Um, and they're often self-controlled and perfectionistic. Uh, their basic fear is of being corrupt or evil or defective in some way. Um, our basic desire is to be good and to have integrity and to be balanced. Uh, our key motivations, we really want to be right. We want to improve everything. Um, I often feel like as a one, I can walk into a room and spot 10 things that are problematic, either with the relationships in the room, especially being an INFJ, I hook into the interpersonal So if somebody want, was figuring out that they were a one, that would be a, a big key. Like if they're always mm-hmm. checking out the room and picking out the, the yeah. problems. Just being being very aware of things that need improvement or that they feel like they want to be better. Um, we're very sensitive to that. Uh, we have high ideals. We like to justify ourselves. And this is a big one to be beyond criticism. So as not to be condemned by anyone, Mm. um, which you learn in developing that, that letting that go actually helps you grow. Anything else about type one? Should we talk about like what we look like when we're healthy? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. We can briefly go through that. So ones at their best, um, at their top, 
will be very wise um, and accepting of others. Actually, they you open up to your your mind to seeing that people are perfect in different ways, and the world is perfect in different ways, and it's not just one set one way stone. Or the other. Yeah, um, they can be very humane and inspiring and hopeful, um, truthful. They give really good advice when they're at their best. They have intense senses of moral right and wrong, and at their worst, um, they can usually employ that in a not so helpful way and become really self-righteous and intolerant and flexible, dealing in absolutes. They can feel really victimized by um, feeling like all the responsibility is on them. That nobody else is stepping up. And uh, being obsessed with um, details and imperfection and needing to improve little things. On on yourself and also on others. Yeah, on yourself and on others. Yeah, okay. It can be really critical. So if you're a very self-critical and you're very detailed and self. Yeah, I, th- I find it my, at my best, I'm more open to different um, possibilities and different uh, views of the mm-hmm. world. And when I'm at my worst, I can be more picky and um, needing everything to be perfect. Even in my environment, like I'll adjust things and straighten things. And that's when I know that I'm in an unhealthy you're state. You're in a bad place. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Is there anything else we need yeah. to know about? Afraid of ones? making mistakes sometimes. Mm. Um it's a big one. But right? yeah, to grow is a one. Well, we can talk about that that more later. But that's that's essentially a one. That's the one in a nutshell. Yeah. So people can get an that's idea if, if they're a one like you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's talk about twos. Um, neither yeah, one ahead. of us are that type. I have a lot of two friends, though. Okay. Where I'm, me and twos are drawn to each other for some really? reason. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, tell us about twos then. Well, I'll let you go first. Go ahead and Okay, well, the the brief description is that they're very um, empathetic and sincere, mm-hmm. and they um, are those warm people and very embracing, friendly, outgoing, generous, and self-sacrificing. Kind of, that reminds me of, in the DISC system, the high S people. Mm-hmm. They're very much accepting, and they want to make everyone feel included. Yep. Um, and they can kind of like the extroverted feeling people mm-hmm. in Myers-Briggs. Yeah. They're very, they want to be close to others. They're driven to do that. Yeah. Twos really want to make sure that everyone is loved feeling and happy. accepted. Mm-hmm. And sometimes this has um, different motivations underneath, underneath it. They can tend to be manipulative because they feel like serving other people and doing things for them reflects well on them. So it makes okay. them feel good to be super serving. Oh, okay. People? So some of the helping mentality, because it the nickname is the helper, right? Mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. it the is there another nickname for twos? Is there is, the but I don't have it off the top okay. of my head right now. But anyway, it the what you're basically saying is sometimes the helping ends up being more of a self serving mm-hmm. thing. Yep, they can want to gather um, lots of friends and people that um, rely on them because it makes them feel good about themselves. Okay. So we, we probably run into a lot of these people in our work because I bet they're drawn to being veterinarians and working in mm-hmm. that field. I'm, yes, I'm sure. Because they want to help everybody. Yep. Yeah. And teachers maybe. Yep. Okay. Um, so let's go through a little bit more of a description. You want to talk about health and unhealthy levels? Yeah. We kind of talked that. about that a little bit, but yeah. they can they can really want to like get what they want and use other people to do that when they're at their worst. Okay. Um, They're driven to help other people. They are. In a really strong way. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
yeah, they can they can be deceptive about their motives, even to themselves. Like they they'll try to. Um, what am I trying? Do to they say? like to get? Do they? Do they do the a lot of the helping sometimes to get the kudos? Yes, like yeah, like the want, affirmation. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're like really into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but at their best, almost like that Munchausen's kind of thing. Yeah, where they want everybody to get their yeah, attention. Yeah, like you, they need someone to rely on them. The, yeah. For sure, if if you were to like have a character in a movie that um, had Munchausen's by proxy, or is that is that what you call yeah. it? Yeah, um, yeah, they might be a, a type two. Yeah, if they're very very worst at the worst. Right? Um, right. But they we don't want to say anybody that my is two, two friends are that. just like the most warm, like bubbly people that you really want to be around. And they're so like empathetic and and feely. Um, they always want to take care of you. They're very, okay. they're usually very nurturing and like yeah. the typical like stereotypical mom. You know, and whether make, you're male or female, make friends easily. And oh yeah, that kind yeah. of those kind of people. Mm-hmm. And then some of the things that could be negative is is they're not good at mm-hmm. protecting themselves or they're yeah they they're can more give too much and then giving. they and then they get resentful because they don't understand why people don't give as much to them. Okay. Um, and like kind of at their average levels, they're a little. They really want to be intimate and close with you, so they can be a little like needy and clingy sometimes. Mm, okay. Um, but yeah, that's. And they might want to always be up in your business. Two. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they really want friends all the time, so yeah. it's it's hard for them to take a step back and know that like they're enough without helping people without and serving people, other people about being into other people's mm-hmm. help, the helping part of it. Yeah, okay. exactly. All right. Thus, that's why they're called the helpers. That's the type two. Okay. Cool. All right, and type three is called the, the achiever. achiever. Yeah, and like so. I said earlier, we live in a type three world, so I'm sure you, there's a, a lot of these people tend to be more popular. Um, and favored types depend on what society you're in, but in American culture today, the achiever is pretty prized as a personality type. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. So they're the, they're the type of people that just want to be always out there publicly? Yeah, they they're very driven and image conscious. Oh, That's and ambitious. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. so they um, they're they're usually like really charming people and really like put together and good looking and stylish. Whereas like maybe ones are put together in a matchy matchy way and uh, threes have like a little interest. So they little they need edge. you to like look at you or okay. yeah, look at them. And they can be very charming. Yeah. And their basic fear is of, of being worthless. And they okay. really want to feel valuable and worthwhile. So they they often put a lot of emphasis on their achievements because they feel like if they achieve and are very successful and look a certain way that they will be worthy. So they're of love. they're into impressing mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. That's a big part of it. And they that's want, why yeah. you say this the whole social media thing attracts oh, these yeah. people. Like if you have like friends really that have just it. a ton of followers and like they're really, they they care a lot about their bodies too. So they usually are like in, in really good, good shape. shape. And yeah, they, they just tend to be, have it all together. Um, but threes often deal with feeling kind of lonely because even though they have all this attention and people around them, they sometimes don't feel like they have a real true friend and a true connection because it's so much of a show. It's all surface. They often feel like they're on all the time and they're putting on a performance. So when they're alone, they can often feel like they have they're a really missing hard that time with it and feeling worthy. Yeah. They want to be affirmed and distinguish themselves from others, to have attention, to be impressive. So at their unhealthiest, they're really afraid to fail um, or be humiliated. Because of the, am- the high ambition. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think they struggle with like 
letting the mask off and just being human. Making mistakes. They probably hate to make mistakes. Yeah. And or just not being lot. impressive all the time. You know, yeah. you don't have to be that way. A lot but I about think they the performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They want to be out there and have that image. Yeah. And they can be um, at their at their like real bottom. They can be a little untrustworthy maybe. And um, they can sabotage people to try to overcome and be, be better than they are. Like they might climb over somebody mm-hmm. to get to mm-hmm. the top and not, yeah. not really have any empathy. Yeah. Exploit other okay. people. Um, but at their top, they're really um, self-accepting and authentic, um, charitable. They um, have full hearts and good senses of humor. Um, they're energetic with high self-esteem. So they can be really, like, inspirational people. I think that If they're maybe, in a good place, if they're in a healthy place. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can see a lot of celebrities, um, like talk show hosts being threes, mm-hmm. um, things like that, where they get to be on and in front of people and performing and being successful and getting that positive that feedback, feedback yeah, from the everyone affirmation. yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. being the center of attention okay cool so that's a three hmm? there's your type three all right let's move on to fours the four is the individualist mm-hmm. or there's another name i think yeah. um the romantic okay there's sometimes like the artisan so what do we go know ahead. about the four you want me to go through mm-hmm. it All right, so these people are very sensitive and introspective. They can be dramatic, expressive type people. So I think um, fours can be involved in the arts, maybe. Yeah. More creative types. Yeah, creative type people. They're very sensitive people and emotional and creative. Fours, the way that it was best described to me is they have really high highs and low lows. There's not a lot of like in between average level feelings. Okay. It's very like up and down. Very dramatic mm-hmm. feelings, moody kind the, of people. The four that we interviewed, she thought she was a two and someone said, well, you really, you cry a lot for a two. And then oh, she realized like, so. oh, I just have a lot of feelings. Okay. So um, these are very feely people. Yeah. They just, they just react a lot to like the beauty in the world and the despair. They really feel it. Their basic fear is that they have no identity or personal significance, mm. which is interesting because they show up in the world as very individual, interesting people. Yeah. Um, and their basic desire is to find themselves and their significance to create an identity. Okay. So fours will often try on a lot of different shades of so they, person. So they, they could be those out. people that do a lot of different things to try to f- figure out what feels right mm-hmm. to them. And what, what their true identity is. Yeah, they the really world. want that authenticity, but they feel like they lack that in some ways. Um, so sometimes they overcompensate by trying to be extra individual. And these people enjoy searching for their true identity. Mm-hmm. They really want to express themselves. So that's why a lot of them are found in, in the arts, because that's an outlet so for So they could be musicians mm-hmm. or poets. Or- yeah, they want to create and surround themselves with beauty um, maintain moods and feelings. They sometimes withdraw. They can kind of close in on themselves and go away and need to take care of their emotional needs. They're the type of people that are um, very true to themselves once they figure out who that self is. Yeah. Well, they really love to be unique. Okay. And and they, they but, yeah. Like to show the world that they're not like everyone else. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's important if you have force in your life to appreciate that about them and um, give not them criticize them give them space to have that do they like the feedback part of it like do they want people to notice that they're different is that part of it yes. as well yeah i think so yeah mm-hmm. okay 
yeah, really active imaginations. Um, do you want to talk about their about health, them? healthy levels? Yeah, and let's do that levels? when they're health when they're at their best. So at their best, they're going to be very creative, um, expressing their their personal gifts to the world. Um, they're inspired and um, able to transform other experiences into something valuable. Um, really self aware, authentic. I think at their kind of average levels, um, they really like to stay in touch with their feelings. They interior, uh, interiorize things and take things personally. Um, so they so can, they don't express it to others. They they're more internal with their thinking about their feelings. Or will you notice them? Uh, well, this is at you an said average the one lady level. Cried. Okay. At an average level, they okay. tend to kind of withdraw. Um, gotcha. And they have a hard time. They can be a little self conscious, especially if they're maybe more introverted. We know some extroverted fours, as we found out. My husband <laughs> yeah. is a very extroverted four. Yes, yes. Um, but I see it with him because it's out- outwardly, it's he's very unique. And when um, in- inwardly and when he's alone with me, he expresses some more of that like deep feeling that right. he doesn't always show everyone That he else. doesn't show the rest of the world. Um, when they're really unhealthy, they can become like self-hating. They have morbid thoughts. They can be really, really, really low lows, like, like I said. Mm-hmm. earlier um, and they can blame other people and really push other people away mm. so when they are when a four is in a um, place where they're feeling sensitive or upset it's not always great to try to cheer them up it's good to give them space and like offer so they can figure it out yeah and let, let them have their moods so that they can process it and get through it yeah and it, it says in some of the um the uh, descriptions of force that they can have a tendency to get into like drugs and alcohol to mm-hmm. try to escape all that internal turmoil that there's that in. with any type um the best people have different vices depending right. on their personalities yeah. usually but yeah definitely fours will try to escape when they're uh, in a really bad place. if they get into a really bad place mm-hmm. but that's when they're unhealthy yep when they're healthy they're probably making beautiful art Mm-hmm. Which is pretty writing cool. songs, expressing yeah. like the beautiful things mm-hmm. that they see in the world. Yeah, because they're they're so fours um, are so cool. Yeah, oh fours are really cool. Yeah. All right, that's a good one. We like fours. Mm-hmm. All right, so fives. I don't know that I know any fives. Do we? Is there anybody that's a five? I know some. Yeah. Um, they're hard to find though because they're very uh, secluded. They really like their own little world. Oh, so they're kind of they will kind of private. retreat. So fives are called the investigators, mm-hmm. and um, they're big thinkers. They like to be in their head a lot, yep. thinking about um, different things. They in the like world. to take in the world. So if you you'll notice fives often kind of sit back when they're in a crowd. They don't really like crowds um, most of the time. Fives tend to be introverted. I don't know if I know any extroverted, extroverted fives, fives, but I'm sure they exist. Um, but they like to sit back and really like absorb what's happening and make connections. They can get really um, uh, obsessed with different topics. Like if they get in, interested in a topic, they have to learn everything about it. They'll become they have to know all the things. They'll become like accidental experts in things that they don't need to be experts in okay. because they just love to absorb the information. Their basic fear is of being useless or helpless or incapable, and their desire is to be capable and competent to be seen that way. So they want people to know that they know a lot. <laughs> they want to possess knowledge, uh, understand their environment, and to kind of have everything figured out into a system so that they feel like they have some handle on the world. 
Is it a control thing with them? Like, do they want to control their environment or they just want to know about it? They want to feel capable. So okay. they don't, they fear um, people seeing them as they don't, they don't know everything or they don't have a handle on the world. Mm-hmm. So they make it their mission to learn as much as possible yeah. and to really have an opinion about like, I think this is the way that things work. And not necessarily this is the way, the right way or the wrong way, like the ones do. They, There's yeah, one they just want to know what fives, the way fives is. Fives will really shift. Like if they if they are challenged or another point of view is brought up, ones can be a little more like, but no, I see it this way and mm-hmm. will stand their ground where fives will be a little bit more willing to open their circle around and as long as they can get all the information mm-hmm. so they're if they they're can the find information that gatherers yeah okay they're cool, cool. i really like fives mm-hmm. i find them interesting i think they're i think as we were talking about fives i think one of the doctors at my practice might be a five. Oh, really mm-hmm. why do you think that um just because of the whole information wanting to know everything about everything yeah kind of piece of it yeah and they can be a little shy they don't want all the attention on them Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they're not. They out want there. to feel like useful and capable and knowledgeable, but they don't need a lot of people to do that. <laughs> and I think they can be overwhelmed yeah, by too much attention. By too much. Okay. Um, cool. So at their very best, they um, they comprehend the world um, profoundly. They're very open minded. They can make lots of discoveries. They often like see the world ten steps ahead, kind of like we were talking about with um, introverted intuition in Myers Briggs. Yeah, a lot of fives can be. INTJs who are seeing things steps steps ahead. They're way, way down, ahead of way the rest the of us. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're really curious, able to concentrate and become really engrossed in whatever they're working on, and skillful. Uh, at their average, they can come a little bit detached, become a little bit detached, and get really involved in like what's going on inside their head and kind of lose touch with the rea- reality. Um, they're very intellectual. They don't feel as um, in their body. As some people do, they kind of feel like a mind. More in their head. Mm -hmm. And at their unhealthy levels, they're very eccentric, nihilistic, even unstable. They they could be like those recluse type of people. Yeah, they can get really antisocial and like don't because they they feel like the world is closing in on them. Maybe yeah, yeah. They can get really um, obsessed with phobias and distortions, conspiracy theories. Mm Are those yeah, those kind they, of people? They're at their very worst. They can get self-destructive. They can have um, schizophrenic overtones, Ooh. things like that. That's at the yeah. the, the well, yeah, worst. Yeah. yeah, that's when they're super unhealthy. Yeah, just like ones can be OCD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Anything else we need to say about fives? That's good. All right. They're super super cool. Yeah. Everybody's hard to cool. find. They're rare. I think you just got to remember that they're all cool. Like, oh, they I mean, are. Like every every personality type. That's why I love the systems because I, I love finding so fun, finding right? one when I'm like, oh, I found a six. It's like, <laughs> cool, I'm going to study you now and see how you work. See how it it's works. Fun. All right. So as the six is what we're up to right mm-hmm. now, right? And the that's loyalist. called the loyalist. And these people are very loyal, as the <laughs> name says. They're very committed and into security. Oh, this type. Responsible. Ha- this has their nickname as the questioner. Oh, okay. So loyal and questioning. Yeah, they tend to be very skeptical people. They don't trust authority. Authority is a big thing with sixes. They don't like it. They don't, they don't like they the don't boss want to be controlled. Man. Management. Yeah. They're anti-management. They can be kind of uh, anxious um, and suspicious of people's motivations. Uh, their basic fear is of being without support and guidance. 
and their basic desire is to have security and support. So they don't really want anyone to like penetrate their security bubble. And so um, they they want others to support them and feel secure mm-hmm. and reassured. Fighting against anxiety and, and insecurity. And they're worried about what other people think about them. Yeah. In a, in a I mean, lot most of ways. people are. It's, it's well, yeah. different for... And there's another interesting thing, thing about sixes that I am not super qualified, so maybe do your own research on this, but there are phobic sixes and there are counterphobic sixes. So some some sixes, instead of retreating from the anxiety and insecurity, they'll like override it and they'll be big risk takers. Like they'll overcompensate. They'll, yeah, they'll super overcompensate. So they'll do things like they'll have all these weird risky behaviors because like rock climbers or those free climbers or those kind of people that like really risk their yeah, life. Yeah, or, or they can be so anti-authority that they will oh, challenge them. okay. And, like where, challenging where some the rules sixes will completely laws. retreat and just like kind of protect themselves. Okay. So it's it's two different ways of defending yourself against right. with the that. same yeah with the but same they, personality they appear in those tendencies. ways. So if you think you might be a six, you might lean one one of those one ways. One way or the other. Mm-hmm. Okay. And sixes actually um, appear a lot in the world. They're kind of like your every man, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. Okay. So at their best, they're trusting. Mm-hmm. Um, so affirming. They're kind of independent. Yeah. Because they, they don't definitely want are. anybody being the boss of them. Mm-hmm. Right? They can be kind of eccentric too. and um, But they're, they're positive and they're into leadership and expressing themselves. They value trust. Like yeah, wanna, for sure. They, well, they'll be your, your most loyal friend. Like, that's once the cool you win thing. them over. Mm-hmm. But it might be a little difficult to but get there. But once they've decided that you fit into their world in that way and they can trust you like they will not break that loyalty with you and that's a really cool so once you win them over they will always be there for you Mm -hmm. so they're very responsible and reliable Mm -hmm. they're very dedicated and um, believe in the things that they believe in they're totally there to support it at their average levels Mm. excuse me they can be a little passive aggressive um, and evasive they're really cautious so they won't want to take any risks um and they can get defensive. They they kind of invest a lot of energy into making their environment safe and stable. They are very they're very preoccupied with having like I want my house and my family and like keeping everything very um, organized. Yeah, and just like building building an environment where they feel comfortable inside. Okay. And at their unhealthy levels, they are afraid that they've ruined their security. They can become really panicky and um, have a lot of feelings of inferiority. They can feel defenseless and seek out um, someone to resolve their problems. Okay. They can feel like they're attacked by the world a little bit. All right. So that was six. And now we're going to move on to seven. Let's talk about your Which is me. Oh, boy. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I want to <laughs> embrace my type. <laughs> Why not? It's a good type. Yeah, I guess it I is. love sevens because you're my area of growth. So I okay. am... All right, so Seven's nickname is the Enthusiast, which I am very enthusiastic (laughs) most of the time. Spontaneous, (laughs) versatile, distractible, and scattered. Well, see, that part I don't like, but okay, I'll I'll own up to that. I am so Well, I don't like that I'm self-critical and principled or something. Right, right. (laughs) Okay, so Seven's are high-spirited and practical. They... Um, like to have a lot of things going on, right? They like to Mm -hmm. seek new experiences. They like things that are exciting. 
they can become distracted and exhausted by staying on the go. (laughs) (laughs) How is this true for you? It's so true. I just said she has a million projects going on at one time and always we we don't know when they're going to get done or if they'll ever get done but there's always plate spinning yes yeah I'm a I'm definitely a plate spinner uh their basic fear is of being deprived and in pain and the basic desire is to be satisfied and content and to have their needs fulfilled so they're often um looking for new things to like new exciting novelty things to I always say I want to be challenged yeah. That's a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But they want to be free. They You can't contain a seven. They they don't like um, trying to be put into a box. Probably why I like being the boss. Probably. And not having anyone <laughs> boss me. <laughs> so they what don't else feel about pain. me? They're very much about feeling good. I mean, no, speak to No, I don't like pain. For sure. I don't. That's why I think I will like to do this whole life coaching thing because I want to make everybody's life better, mm-hmm. you know? So that's that's a big part of it. Well, and it's also a new, like, thing that you take yes. it on. And, mm-hmm. like, it's a it's an exciting it's thing. It's a challenge. Yep. Yeah. It's all, it's all fun and good. All right. What else about sevens? I don't know. Talk about how you relate. Well, I relate to this because I I do – I'm a very optimistic person. So the whole optimism thing and the challenge thing, I like new experiences and different things I've never done before are exciting to me. And I think that's all part of what seven's like. We're kind of restless. We kind of don't like, don't like. You don't like routine. It's got to be novel. Right. Yeah. Like I can't sit at a computer for more than like 30 minutes Mm -hmm. without having to go out and figure out what's going on in the rest of the hospital. Well, and growing up, you made sure that we had all kinds of different experiences. Like right. it was always As your mother. adventure mm-hmm. and exposing us to lots of new things. Yeah. Whatever um, I could think of that was different. Yeah. Like going camping. Which might have been a little hard for a one and a four. Right. Which I didn't realize. <laughs> Two introverted ones and fours. Well, but- and I think that's that's the hard part about being a seven is you don't really you don't have that sense of what other people want. You think they all want what you want. Well, you have so much energy. I feel yeah. like lots of sevens do, and not everyone can keep up with but that. But I don't think we're super intuitive. Sevens don't necessarily care for introspective uh, introspection mm-hmm. all the time. Right. Is that the right word? And so, Well, yeah, I think that's the right word. And, and so, therefore, we don't always pick up on the other types. No. Well, because you're trying to escape the, the feels. <laughs> <laughs> We don't want it's to be like, really. What's the next fun thing that we can do so yeah. we don't have to feel? Let's feeling. don't feel bad. Yeah, <laughs> don't want to. Got to escape that pain. Let's always feel good. Yeah. All right. So we're spontaneous. We're resilient. We're usually cheerful Lively. at our best. Yep. Yep. And then the average levels of us are. I'll let you talk about. Um, that. They can be a little scattered and hyperactive. Uh, hard to say no to things. Mm, um, yeah, I have a constant really activity. Hard- I have a really hard time saying no. Yeah. And I have a really hard time not volunteering for You were everything. just saying this last night, but doing and saying whatever comes to mind in storytelling, you said that you repeat yourself sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's sometimes because you, you need the story to keep going. So you, you say it some more. Okay. Wisecracking, performing. Um, they don't want to be bored. Yeah, I hate boredom. It's, that's a, a very average yeah. seven is trying to occupy their time. It says we can be greedy and materialistic, mm-hmm. like we we want more and more and more. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Because you don't want to be per- uh, deprived. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. Mm-hmm. At your most unhealthy, um, you can fall into addictions um, and excess. Mm-hmm. 
um, trying to escape. Like over shopping, overeating, that kind of thing. Or acting out your impulses rather than dealing with the feelings that you have if you were to deny your impulses. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Can get into mood swings and compulsive actions. And easily frustrated. Mm -hmm. That that rings with me. I, I am easily frustrated. Mm-hmm. If if things aren't moving fast enough, or there's not as much activity Stuff going on, yeah, yeah, yeah. In my hospital yeah, setting, I get frustrated easily if I don't feel like things are moving fast enough. Mm-hmm. So it, the sevens must be somewhat fast paced. Yeah. Sounds like it anyway from the description. At least I know I am. Yeah, so it's good for sevens sometimes to sit down and like be a little introspective and mm-hmm. and take time away from trying to fill up the time and, and the void and know that you won't be deprived and in pain right. if you don't have something going yeah. on at all times. I think that's why like meditation for me is yeah. very, very challenging, for but sure. but very healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I started meditating, I was like, oh, wow, like, this, this is, is hard. so hard. <laughs> well, yeah, I had to have a, I had to have an app because I, I couldn't, I, I had to have somebody telling me Because you really want to wanna be it. out in the world doing things. So mm-hmm. to have to go into your mind mm-hmm. and just be there is yeah. probably not the most comfortable place to be. No, but it's a very valuable exercise mm-hmm. I found for myself to kind of slow me down. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, that's sevens. Ooh, it's hard <laughs> to- What do you not, what do you like about being a seven and what is hard about it? I think we kind of touched on that, but- Yeah, I mean, I guess what I like is I like the- fact that I can enjoy being in many, many situations. Like I, I enjoy the challenge of all different kinds of people, all different kinds of, I love conflict. I mean, which most people don't. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of being a that's seven. That's a bit of your eight wing too, which yeah. we'll talk yeah, about I'm next time. Yeah, a little time. bit of an eight too. But um, I just, I think the good thing about being a seven is just the fact that I can kind of adapt to a lot of different situations I, mm-hmm. I feel um, I think the downside to being a seven is, I think, just that lack of awareness of others. Mm-hmm. Because I sometimes, because I am kind of a bulldozer, I tend not to understand that other people don't feel that way. Like, yeah. I think everybody feels the way I feel. Mm-hmm. And so we don't have that really strong sense of what others, you know. It's, it, and I, I think because I study this stuff, it helps me get out of that. Right. So I, I, being in DISC and Myers-Briggs and all that helps helps me understand other people better, which I don't right. think is natural for a seven. No. I, I don't think that most sevens. They're just kind of bopping around from thing to thing. Right. Like they don't think that way. Exciting and they don't get it. Yeah. They don't get yeah. why other people don't. You know, why don't you want to bop around and, you know. Because <laughs> so. the world is a scary place. Right. And yeah. nothing's perfect. <laughs> yeah. But to us it is. And we're like, hey, whatever. Um, okay. So that's the seven but at least we're having fun right oh yeah that's why i like sevens you're like i said before my type of growth which we'll we'll talk about later but sevens make me feel spontaneous and let help me let go of like needing everything to be just right they like help me just kind of go with the flow and enjoy and i think that's that's the beauty of our relationship is Mm -hmm. is you pull me back you pull me more into the details and the you know even getting ready for this podcast we did it totally differently yeah, this is our second attempt at this. Because <laughs> uh, we, we wanted one, to just record and then the microphones weren't working. Yeah, the first and, one didn't, didn't fly. But so, but that was all on me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. So let's move into the eights, which are the challengers. 
And these are the domineering Ooh, types. These are the high D types that yeah. we talked about in the disc. Um, they're very self-confident. They're really very decisive and willful. They like confrontation, which is why I think you said that yeah, they have a little bit of eight. A little scary to yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, controlling kind of people. Where ones will try to hold back their anger and suppress it and resent people for it, eights let the anger fly, which is not the greatest trait, but... They don't hold it back. So these are kind of our clients that come in and just yell at us. You know, <laughs> yeah. they're not afraid. Their basic fear is of being harmed or controlled by others. And their basic desire is to protect themselves and to be in control of their own life and destiny. And so they get more defensive. So they really don't like anyone telling them what to do. Okay. And they have a big ego. Mm-hmm. Usually they're into that. It they're kind be. of domineering. They can be. Yeah. Dominant people, for sure. Mm-hmm. They're not afraid to speak up and say what's on their mind. Even if it hurts other people. Yeah. And it, it says that they, they're they the ones that can really lose their temper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they want to be self-reliant and prove their strength. Um, they don't want to be weak or seen as weak at all. Um, they want to be important and dominate the environment. And they always want to stay in control of the situation. So these are your, your big controlling people. Yeah. A lot of bosses. A lot of CEOs. Mm-hmm. And that's, of, that's a lot what of power people. Yeah, that's why the nickname the challenger because mm-hmm. they challenge everything, and they also challenge I'm other people, right? Yep. But they can be our president might be a type eight. Um, yeah, uh, maybe an unhealthy type eight, but yeah, at times say? he's very high. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There are some definitely unhealthy mm-hmm. tweets out there in the world. So they're those people that, because they want to be in charge, um, are challenging everyone else. Mm-hmm. So if you had all these types standing in a room, the eight would probably be telling all the rest of them what to do. (laughs) Maybe. The one would be resenting them. The two would be trying to make everybody feel (laughs) Accepted and loved. (laughs) The The seven would would probably be the party. Yeah, the three would be challenging the eight in terms of prestige or something. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I think, yeah, it would be fun to get one of each. An Enneagram party. Yeah, and see how they go. Okay, right, so at so their very go. unhealthy levels, um, they'll defy any attempt to be controlled. They can be ruthless, di- dictatorial. Yeah. Um, might makes right is the phrase that's listed here. Yeah. They can be hard-hearted and moral and maybe even violent mm. at their very worst. Scary if they're um, in a bad place. Yeah. They can have delusional ideas about power. Um, and they might just destroy everything in their way. So maybe too. some of the dictators in the world are this mm-hmm. type. And then if they're healthy? Um, well, let's go to their average levels okay, first. Uh, the they, they can, they'll dominate their environment, as we said. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to feel that others are behind them and supporting their efforts. So they can be a little boastful um, and forceful, uh, proud and egocentric at their average levels. They want to impose their vision and will on everything. So, yeah, they have leadership tendencies, but if they're not careful, they can um, take over. Really, yeah, and they not can really let anybody rub people have the an opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They like to be self sufficient and financially independent, having resources available. So, they're really like reliable and um, hardworking people. At their very best, um, they can, they'll be self assertive and confident and strong. They'll stand up for what they need and what they want. They have a resourceful can do attitude and a passionate inner drive. Make strong decisions. Mm-hmm. And through mastering themselves, they can actually be able to surrender to a higher authority and be useful to them in that way. But they're always courageous and they'll put themselves in jeopardy to um, 
achieve their vision and even to help other people at their very best. Okay. Yeah. So that's eight. People look it's up to them. It's pretty easy to understand, I think. I think there you can see a lot of them in the world. Right. They're very outward. Yeah. Um, whereas so some of the types are- to type. Yeah. You, yeah. Can, you can just see it easier. Yeah. You can pick them out. All right. And then the number nine Last is the one. peacemaker. And the peacemaker, those people are very easygoing, um, reassuring, agreeable, yeah. almost complacent. They really don't want to rock the boat. Yeah. They're those- those kind of S people as, as we see in the disc, their basic fear is um, separation mm-hmm. or loss. They have a desire to have a peace of mind or a inner stability. Mm-hmm. Nines often have trouble um, typing themselves because they really, really can identify with every type because they can be so selfless and have such a like, like detachment. Like yeah. the, they'll mold themselves to be... They're just like so, they're so accepting of everything and so agreeable yeah. that sometimes when they're typing themselves, with like they're like, well, I might be a four and I might be a five, and they just can't really like hone in on like this down. is me. Um, so if you're one of those people that's really struggling with this whole thing, yeah, you and you're like, I don't know who I am, then maybe you are a nine. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. So let's. They talk. want to have a harmonious environment at all times and avoid conflict. They're very conflict avoidant. Um, they want to preserve things the way that they are and resist whatever would be upsetting or disturbing to them. Okay. Yeah. Let's go to when they're really when they're nines. feeling nine unhealthy. is my wing, so they they chill me out a little bit of my oneness. Okay. Um, so at their unhealthiest levels, they can be um, they can feel incapable of facing problems. They um, will dissociate from conflicts. They can be kind of neglectful. They want to block out anything that could be. So they can just go, go yeah, they like just into really their, go shell. In their shell. Yeah, yeah. like they just, like they just suck everything. They'll in even and they just, just like it. abandon themselves. Like they're very worse. They they kind of don't know who they are. They feel really like lost in the world. Like they don't have a place. Let's see. At their average levels, they can just be kind of come disengaged, um, unresponsive. They walk away from their problems. I think sometimes nines have trouble getting ahead in the world because they don't. They don't want they to. They can't push the boundaries. Them. Yeah, right? they, they want to. They really want to keep the peace, so they right. don't want to upset anything. Yeah, um, and minimize problems. They can be really stubborn, actually. Mm. Um, yeah, I think they I don't. Know. I think I know a nine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of one. I'm who's, like, Ooh, who's I that? I Are you allowed to share? Um, no, okay. I'm not going to share. Um, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings by typing them without <laughs> without their permission. <laughs> That's my game that I play all day. I know long. you like to do that, but. I'm not, I'm not. With, I have his, the best uh, intentions. I well, just yeah. want to understand no, you people. want to understand them, yeah. Um, they can fall into conventional roles and expectations um, and, yeah, use philosophies and stock sayings to deflect others. That was verbatim from the site. Yeah. But, yeah, I can see that. With but if they're instinct. at their best, they can yeah. be kind of a, a harmonizing person. If they're, they're so in a really accepting. Good place. Like, yeah. I think a lot of... Um, therapists and yoga instructors mm. a lot of people that deal in like yoga. mindfulness mm-hmm. are are type nines yes because they can be they can really like at their best seem transcendent of the right. world they're like on another plane and just really accept everyone yeah they, they really do see the beauty in in everyone and yeah they can they just kind of make you feel at home and they can um, create a really like stable, serene. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they would be yeah. very non-threatening. Yeah, I, and they're I, they're inspiring that way. It's really cool. They're mm-hmm. so optimistic and they can be so supportive of you. But sometimes that comes to their detriment because they will not want to disturb 
Well, and then they can't step out and be themselves because mm-hmm. they're, they're so busy worrying about trying to make everyone else feel accepted. Mm-hmm. So that probably can be a problem for them. Yeah, but when they're really alive, they can they can really achieve great things. I like your example of a yoga instructor. Yeah. Because they are The one that like we that. interviewed was a psychologist i think and mm-hmm. she did yoga and when we went to we went to these people's house houses oh, so, you could so see that it. was so cool to oh, be able like wow. like the two had like matching like towels and her house was very like warm and inviting and she had this sunny back porch that we sat on and the nine was like she had like soft rugs and like little plants everywhere and everything was kind of had this Zen. like bohemian vibe to mm-hmm. it and she had this really soft spoken like um, type of yeah it was mm-hmm. really cool and um where else did we go the the seven's house was a little like eccentric like she had cool stuff all around and yeah. it was just kind of like probably lots of colors yeah and, and, yeah. and, and yeah she yeah. had a cool haircut very cool yeah That's it was really really interesting to be able to see all these different people all right so we went through all the types and I think we are we've spent a lot of time doing this so it might be getting we well, might be getting a little long but I think it, yeah. it's kind of a good overview to get people started and figuring out what they are. Yeah. And Hopefully you were able types. to maybe hear what we were saying and go, oh, that kind of sounds like me. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I was in like this range of two or three types. Um, I think- let's tell people how to go um, to like a website yes. to try to take some of these tests. Because we're going to talk about this again in another podcast, I hope. Mm-hmm. And we'll get a little bit more in depth. But let's, um, I think we looked up a so place if you where want they can to go read- take a test. Well, I would say first start with the Enneagram Institute. Um, if you listen to this and you're like, I think I might be like a four or a five, go read the descriptions. There's way more in-depth um, analysis of than each we went of these through. Types. Right? Yeah, there's yeah. a lot you can read um, and try to and come c- be honest with yourself and come to the conclusion that way. If you want to take a test to really narrow it down, because you can't, you're between six different types. Um, I would go to Eclectic Energies. They have a good test, um, and that should give you your top two or three. And then, again, go read about it. No, no test will definitively tell you what you are. You right. Really, you, you have, have to, to do some decide. Yeah. Um, not, you're not trying to put yourself in a box. I think you, that's what you really have to remember yeah. with any of these things. Exactly. And there's more layers, as we said. So right. once you find your um, main your number, type, yeah. you're gonna, there's a whole bunch of other stuff that can go on top of it, which really gives all the nuance and other things that add to your personality. Okay. So that's Eclectic Energies. And then the other site that I really love is called Nine Types. And if you go to the Types tab on top, you can um, go through each of the nine types and there will be a uh, list of, um, how would you describe this? Well, it basically, it, it what it says is it'll give you a, a brief description at the top of what that type, kind of what we did. And then it says how to, how you would get along with me so it'll give all these sentences of how you'd get along with somebody who's a seven. Mm-hmm. And then what I like about being a seven, what's hard about being a seven. And it's kind of listed in these little yeah. brief sentences, which. And then you have what you're like as a child, as yeah, children, what, what and you were as, as a parents, kid. Mm-hmm. Which, and I think this one really speaks to me because it's less a general description and more like what you might say to someone if you wanted them to understand you better. Right. And to me, like reading the type one. Yeah, pull um, up the one yeah. and read it so real quick. So how to get along with me as a one. Take your share of the responsibility so I don't end up with all the work. Acknowledge my achievements. I'm hard on myself. Reassure me that I'm fine the way I am. 
Tell me that you value my advice. Be fair and considerate as I am. Apologize if you've been unthoughtful. It will help me to forgive and gently encourage me to lighten up and laugh at myself when I get uptight, but hear my worries first. And to me, that like it hits the nail on yeah, the head. Yeah, and those it's are like, all the ways to get along with somebody who's yeah. a one. And it's less about reading the description and being like, oh, well, you're just a perfectionist that is stuck in their ways. Right. Whereas this is like, no, there's more to me. You know, I feel right. like it gives a more personal um, approach. Well, so. and and makes it so if you were talking to someone else that was yeah. not a one. If you're like, you don't understand me. Right. I, like I, I wish you understood this about me. Yeah. Like, here's a good and way to do it. here's a way to do it. Yeah. And yeah, that, so that's, that's nine-the-number-nine-types.com. So cool yeah, nine-the-number-nine-types.com. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then and they have one of these like synopsis things or these yeah. descriptions for each person. So if you're struggling type. by reading just the general descriptions or even the really in-depth ones, mm-hmm. I would go here. This and really this. narrows it in. Yeah, um, yeah. I I just like moments ago had my husband read through it and because we had been having a hard time <laughs> and typing it was him. perfect and yeah. when I had him read the type four he was like he felt called out and seen well and, all and that when stuff, I'm so. on the Enneagram Institute reading the seven I'm kind of like oh well I don't do that and I don't do that but if I go to this nine types and read the seven it's mm-hmm. like oh that's all for sure me yeah yeah Absolutely. I think it's easy to read the overview description and kind of want to distance yourself because mm-hmm. you don't well, you don't want, want to, all those things to nobody be Nobody wants to admit their faults. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to hear what's not great about them. But it's so important to becoming a better person, understanding mm-hmm. and and just accepting it. You know, like you can't help it. You're yeah. you're this way. I you have, can work to get better. Yeah. But you really deep down have some of these things that you just have to accept. Mm-hmm. It's part of you. Yeah, and I feel like once you know that, it's 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 cool because that it gives you ways to work on it too. Right. It's not just like here's your box. This is all you can be. Right. With Enneagram, once you have your main type, there's more layers, as I said. Right. And then there's tangible, practical ways to help unfold that and become the healthiest version. So that'll be our next podcast. We'll yeah. stop this one here, but we will do this again. Mm-hmm. And our next podcast on Enneagram will be more about how to use this to become a better person and figure out your wings and Ooh. all those things, right? Yeah, and one last thing I would also okay. say, the Enneagram Institute offers um, daily emails. Mm, so yes. if you've done, if you did the research, listen to the podcast and you're like, okay, I'm definitely an eight, um, you can sign up for daily emails for Enneagram um, and they'll send you one at midnight, every night. It's at midnight. Sometimes I get them because I'm still up. <laughs> um, and it'll give you a, a little like tip or a way to, or something to think about during the day to help, to help work you on become better, right? Yeah. So my one from last night was um, for Enneagram type one. Today, notice if you have a tendency to undermine others in order to bolster your ego. Do you point out evil, corruption, and effectiveness in others in order to feel right and good? So just noticing that in myself, if I ever like undermine some th- someone else to try to make myself feel better, mm-hmm. um, it's just it's so important. So it's kind of calling you out and teaching you. What yeah, because then when I notice that person. I'm doing that, it's like, oh, I should take a look at myself and be aware mm-hmm. that I do that sometimes, mm-hmm. and, and maybe it I makes shouldn't. it makes it hard for people to relate to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, so we got the websites to go to. Mm-hmm. We can take some Enneagram tests Institute. And Uh, eclectic energies and number nine types all right well thank you so much for doing this tonight i really appreciate it it's so much fun you're so good at it i love the detail it's amazing and um we will do it again yeah from my rightness (laughs) (laughs) all right everybody thank you so much for listening i really appreciate it if you have any suggestions for the podcast 
you can email me at jacapeldvm at gmail.com. And um, we'll talk again next week. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks, Bridge. Thank you.